welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Frying Pan Podcast. Your favorite pop, 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 your favorite popcorn podcast. Um, it's me, your host, uh, Daniel LED Lights here, and I'm here with my co-host. Robert, not too salty D'Onofrio. How's it going, folks? Lovely day, lovely weather, lovely Monday. Happy Memorial Day, everyone. It's not Memorial Day when you listen to this, but when we're recording it, it's Memorial Day, so. Hey, it's almost like it's, it's kind of like, see, people always say, like, you know, the June's the first start of summer, but I always thought of Memorial Day as, like, the start of summer weather, so to speak. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it's definitely not, like, the cool spring breezes anymore. Like, we're definitely in humanity that will make you want to fucking never leave your house territory. Yeah, and I'm not huge on uh, summer. To be honest, uh, spring breeze is probably the best it gets, or a nice little autumn day. That's that's ideal. But um, yeah. So how you doing, bud? Um, you know, I've had an interesting weekend. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of an interesting weekend. Uh, I I've been in, I've been all right today actually. I woke up. We are recording this way earlier than we usually do. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to have a nice chill morning, drink some tea, eat some toast. And that's exactly what I did outside. And then it got way too hot to be outside. Yeah, now I felt that too. It was it was nice, though. How about yourself? How, how are you doing? It's good. I'm doing well. I'm having a good day. I had a very nice uh, Memorial Day weekend with the family. That's good. That's um, good. Did did a lot of drinking on Saturday. Um, I I ordered my first drink at a restaurant, which was interesting. Oh, did you feel? Yeah. Were you were you like? Can I, can, 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 can I have a? Can I uh, alcohol, please? <laughs> no, I was I was the opposite. I was like, yeah, let me get a one of those. And then it was like casually pulling out my ID, and then the waiter was like, my birthday is the twenty eighth, and then I was twenty seven. I was like, oh no shit. I was like, okay, cool. But I got this, like, maple whiskey thing. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was bad. But, yeah. um... Do you think you'll Alex... lean more towards dark liquors or light liquors? Um, honestly, don't have enough uh, sample size to give you a good answer. Okay, okay. Because, you know me, I would never underage drink. But I really never did. Like, I was normally DD when it came to going to parties in my youth. So... Mm. Hey, nothing wrong with that. We appreciate you. My cup of tea. My cup of tea. But See, I've looked like I was 30 since I was like 17 or so, so it's never been really underage drinking for me. That's true. Well, actually, yeah, that was the funny thing was uh, when, because after we went out to eat, we went over to our friend's house and we were looking through his baby pictures and like, middle school or elementary school through high school and um we saw all of our middle school pictures and it, they all just look so funny in comparison <laughs> dude I, if you told middle school me he'd be able to grow a beard i wouldn't believe you at all yeah because it it's so weird seeing you without a beard because it's the only way i've ever seen you it feels <laughs> and um yeah I've... A, it, it was funny because like everyone's head was more rounder. Like everyone kind of looked like an egg. Because <laughs> uh, we have fish growing it. No one's found their jawlines yet. Uh, yeah, true. And then there was uh, our buddy Tyler, who 
his middle school hair was I think he was trying to have a lion mane. It's kind of hard to say. Um, I was under the impression that for some reason his family was against buying mops, so he just had to take over. That you know, that's true. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do when you're the yeah the oldest kid. And I know he's definitely not caught up to these episodes, and he probably won't be for a while. Yeah, he'll probably never hear this. So, but if if you do hear this, Tyler, I love you. Don't mean it maliciously. It's just, you already know your hair was a mop back then. That was bad. That would, no, that was really bad. Yeah, it, I mean, okay, to be honest, that, that kind of style is fine, though, in, like, a middle schooler. Yeah, like, well, that's true. You're in middle school, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Jeez, and then when you get into high school, it's, like, gotta have all these, like, weird, complicated haircuts for, like, the first month or two of school, then you realize who the fuck wants to maintain those. Well, yeah, freshman year of high school, you got to pop off. You really got to stand out mm. some people. You know what my pop-off was? Was letting my pedo mustache grow in. Oof. Yeah. No, thank you. Oh, I also had these, like, really, really loud-looking red shoes. I did, too. I think mine were yellow instead. I think I had, like, bright yellow vans. Yeah, it, I mean, it wasn't necessarily bad looking sorry about that my cat like randomly jumped up on my table smacked my nintendo switch and ran away i don't know what he's doing today he's a little weird like i'm actually kind of confused by the whole interaction in on itself maybe he got into some catnip god if he did i'm in for it <laughs> yeah you have a fun day yeah um anywho you want to jump into some topics of the day oh did you have anything you want to start off with um uh Sure, actually. In some uh, pretty cool, like, kind of climate news, like, this is something that I can't really do justice explaining because it's definitely well above my basic scientific knowledge of how chemistry works. But essentially, there has been, or they're pretty much in the last stretch of building a better salt strap, or it's essentially this molecular cage structure that traps chlorine in it so when added to water it extracts that chlorine so that turns that sodium chloride so sodium chloride or that potassium chloride or whatever is in the water that makes it undrinkable it pulls the 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 non <coughs> uh it pulls the chlorine leaves the base element out which usually is safer or easier at least to process out in general because that's the problem with water processing people say well how come you don't like say just boil salt water to get water for people you know what i'm saying because you know that's what people say it's just because refining water is not that simple as boiling it there's still a lot of other things that you need to make sure are in there yes you can boil water and have it safe for a time but if you want it to be safe if you want it to if your body if you need to keep drinking this water over time, it becomes less and less safe, essentially. Okay. So what this what this new molecular structure does is it goes into the water, you add it in, and it pulls it traps that chlorine or whatever it's it whatever it's designed to trap and pulls it out, which makes the water way easier to clean and refine. And it's really cool because even though this test is kind of in its infancy, it's already able to be reproduced. Because usually, you know, you can come ac across molecular structures like this quite often that could work. 
but it's always kind of hard to reproduce because this is like a complex molecular structure. I don't know if you remember back in high school, but like water essentially was just like two circles, a line, a line, and another two circles. This is actually like a cage formation that you're making on an atomic level. Very complex, uh, above my pay grade, um, All right. to be honest. <laughs> it's it's very interesting, though. All right, here's a quote from uh, Yun Liu, uh, who I believe is the the leading designer on this project. I'm not too sure on that. If not, I'm sorry. Uh, he says, if you place one millionth of a gram of this molecule in a metric ton of water, 100% of them will still be able to capture salt. That's interesting. It's definitely going to be very yeah. beneficial for years to come. Exactly. And the thing is, because this has been able to be reproduced already, it's actually really good for us in terms of just fresh water, like purifying water in general. So this could actually come into use a lot quicker than we initially think. That's interesting. I mean, I was reading more into the article and it was saying back in 2008, it was kind of... They didn't have this exact um like say molecule but they had like a very uh simple linear version of it mm -hmm. and that it was still like very efficient for its time but now it's just keep getting more efficient and more efficient exactly and then if it hits like a consumer level or at least a level where it can actually start benefiting us as the people it'd be fantastic all right you know one thing i learned though from it that from this article that I didn't know, it only takes one teaspoon of salt to permanently pollute five gallons of water. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I thought that I thought that was actually crazy. One teaspoon. Don't get salty. Um. Be a salty boy. Haha. <laughs> it's like my resting <laughs> state. It's just overtly salty. Yeah, honestly, that's really cool. It's definitely like that. I mean, like you um, initially said, it's something that. It's hard for me. To yeah, get, it's definitely hard like, to wrap your head with. around it all. Yeah, but it's definitely like based. If you want, like the simplest answer of it is, um, scientists are doing cool things. Yeah, science is doing cool water. things to help uh, keep salt contaminants from flowing into freshwater streams, which is lit. Um, <laughs> yeah, very lit. I feel that. Uh, speaking of crunchy and salty, um, our president. That was that was a segue for the ages, actually. Every time I look at like Donald Trump's face, it just kind of looks like a desert. But um, Donald Trump awards a trophy to a sumo event in Tokyo, and this it doesn't have to do with anything. I was just really confused because this was the headline like last Wednesday. Hmm. Uh, Donald Trump he just appeared at a sumo tournament in Tokyo, and he presented the winner with a big ass trophy. Unless he was there for another reason, but... Or no. I, I guess he was there to talk with the Prime Minister of Japan. Yeah. I, I kind of like it, though, that he was just like, Hey, here's a trophy. President of the United States. Like, I wonder if the guy, like, receiving the trophy even made the connection, or if he thought he was just some white dude handing him the trophy. Uh, that's probably what it was. But um, the thing I really like about this article is it says... um. Uh, the Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, I think, said on Sunday that he courted the president with his three favorite things, uh, wrestling matches, cheeseburgers, and golf. <laughs> that is a, that's a top three to, uh, 
Bring I mean, home about, I'd say. I'm gonna be honest. Okay, so hear me out now. Hear me out. Hear me out. If you like, uh, I've personally never liked wrestling in any way. I've never liked WWE wrestling or actual wrestling. Like the whole, the only like type of like physical fighting sport I've ever really liked is to watch is MMA. But yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Going back to wrestling, like the people that I know that like wrestling really freaking like wrestling yeah no well it was like um back in the day when wwe was at its at its peak donald trump would just casually appear in um the axe i guess it just get like seismic tossed or fucking the people's elbow oh yeah i saw i you know i saw a gift that when he was first becoming presidency and i was like wow these deep fakes are getting good <laughs> oh god yeah, I guess, I guess it was for a a four day state visit to, um, oh, what sort of want to use? Show the bond that Japan and the U.S. have. So basically, like Trump and the prime minister just went on a four day date, which involved <laughs> uh, rest or sumo wrestling, cheeseburgers, and uh, golf. Which honestly is kind of adorable. Hmm. That I mean, hey. I'm not. I would. Hey, Japanese Prime Minister, I, I'll I'll take you up on that, my guy. Yeah, hell yeah. Wanna... And as far as like a cheeseburger goes, I mean, shit. I wouldn't be American if I turned down a good cheeseburger. Can I get a yeehaw? Yeehaw. <laughs> Thank you. Do but... you think? Uh, you know how like we imitate like other people's foods as takeout? Do you think like? Do you think other nations have, like, American takeout where it's, like, burgers and fries and shit? Yeah. Huh. I'm 95% sure that that's the thing. Well, see, like, I I, I kind of wonder that because, like, I guess McDonald's kind of, like, forced burgers into every other place that they went into as well. Yeah. But I wonder, like, if there was anything like a cheeseburger around, say, before that in other places. I, I mean, uh, I might sound very ignorant right now, but I'm just not too sure. Yeah, I mean, like, the majority of American foods is not, like, didn't originate in America. That's what I thought, right? Like, it, I don't feel like a cheeseburger is just an American food. It's just, it's, lir- no, it's, it's literally just ground meat. Yeah, it's just that we eat a lot of it and we're pretty fat, so. Yeah, well, hey, you know what other nations freaking... Catch me outside. How about that? Oh, that's an old meme. God, I don't even know. It took me a minute to even remember what the other words were. I said, like, catch me outside. And in my head, I'm running through everything. I'm like, catch me outside. Eat my ass. Nope, that doesn't sound right. Catch me outside. (laughs) And then it's like, oh, how about that? Close, close. We're on to something. You know, actually, at my job the other day, someone uh, someone came in that looked exactly like that girl. I don't remember what the hell her name is. I know her rap name is like Bad Baby or some shit like that, but... Uh, I think her first name is Danielle. Yeah, it's like... begins with a B. Yeah, like Bre- Bregadoli or something. It's something like that. It's, it's, yeah, it sounds like some sort of like Italian... Uh, yeah. But someone came into my work that looked just like her. And I was like, what the fuck? Because, like... What's her? Okay, well, <laughs> I hope not. But, you know, it was weird because, like, in my head, I'm like, I feel like this person looks like a celebrity or some shit in my head. And then I open Instagram, and for some reason, 
or not Instagram, sorry, Snapchat. And you know how Snapchat has their news things? Yeah. There's always in my top three stories something about that girl. Always. And I'm like, oh, that's where I thought I seen her from. Hmm. My Snapchat just thinks it's like I need to be updated on all bad baby's decisions. Like, bad baby watches Game of Thrones. Like, I don't give a shit. It's like, thank you, I appreciate it. I don't care. Catch you later. Yeah, really. Th- thank you, Kanye. Very cool. <laughs> um, speaking of games, uh, you might have you might fall victim to this, but um, gaming disorder is now an official disease. See, okay, I understand. I definitely do understand. I hate that it was only brought to light because of Fortnite, though. Yeah. Um. I guess uh, the World Health Organization on Saturday adopted the latest update to its classification of diseases and added the gaming disorder, which is um, essentially just prioritizing games or technology over your actual responsibilities. Oh, yeah, there's been... Sorry? I was just going to say, which I feel like everyone's kind of a victim to, but... In, in like, a way. I'm sure, like, when they say, like, sacrificing... You know, your actual day-to-day activities is, like, higher than just, like, eh, I'll do my laundry tomorrow. It's, I know back, uh, back, like, when World of Warcraft was popular, I recall there was a story about a couple that, like, their baby became just malnourished because they just kept playing video game, kept playing World of Warcraft all day. Like, I can see that as, like, a disorder, a gaming disorder. They were definitely addicted to games, you know? Like, this mm-hmm. shit has definitely... It's definitely not a new thing. I'm sure anyone can be addicted to games. Sure, I'm... Fuck, I'm sure someone was addicted to Tetris at one point or another. Exactly. It's just... I don't know. I Like, I get it. I just think it's so funny. Mm-hmm. It also, just very stupid, I guess? I don't know. I don't know. I, I kind of... I'm happy that they deemed it an official illness just because that's, like... N- now people that say... Because more often than not, like, addiction is one of those things where you, it's not like you actively know you're getting addicted until you have a point where, like, oh, shit, I'm addicted. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of happy that at least the uh, World Health Organization acknowledged it, that it has a potential to be a problem, which in turn will hopefully help people go and get help if they need it. Yeah, like, I definitely think if you're, say, you're just playing Fortnite instead of picking your kid up from daycare or something to that extreme, that's definitely an issue. But if it's, uh, I think I'd rather play this game than Vacuum today, then I don't know if that one's, I don't know if that's classified underneath it, but I feel like people would make that argument. Mm. Eh, I don't know. I mean, there's procrastination just because of procrastinating. And just fucking literally just not being able to put down the controller. No, you're right. You're definitely right. Yeah, and then even this article acknowledges that gaming addiction isn't like a new thing. It's just, you know, hasn't been uh, really brought into much light. Yeah, all the way back in 2007. (laughs) It's all downhill from here, Bobby. It's all downhill. Who are you clowning at, bro? We're we're always going up. I guess you're right. Nothing but positivity and nothing but the best. Can I... Can, this is going to be kind of completely random, but since I just bought a new phone, you know what I just saw? The, the Pixel 3, eh? 
is actually only running for 400 bucks. Like, new stock from Google. Uh, oh, yeah? That's actually nutty. I don't know, like, how many variants of the phone they have. But I know the 3A is not bad in comparison to a lot of other shit. So that's just nutty that they're pricing it so well. To me. I'm sorry, that was, like, really fucking random. But it was an ad in the article for the gaming thing that I saw. Oh. Um, would you say that yourself, that you have a gaming disorder? Oh, no, not at all. I don't think so? No, I don't think I've ever, like, I, I've definitely had, like, time, like, I've definitely played games to the point where it's, like, I'll sit here for 12 hours a day and play one game, but that's never really, like, that's always kind of been it. It's, like, I'll, I would only do that just because I have the ability to do it. I don't think I've. I don't usually shrug off my responsibilities for games. That's nice. You know, it, I would say, um, hmm? sorry, I was going to say, maybe in my middle school days, you could have classified it as it, because I remember I would just not do shit just so I could play, like, Call of Duty for a whole day. Um, but, okay, yeah. also that. Yeah, okay, if you, if you were talking back in the day, I'll have to agree with you. I, I definitely did at one point. Yeah, but I'd also say it's different when you don't have actual responsibilities. Exactly. You know? Like, when you're a kid, I mean, you can kind of... I mean, I definitely was a little on the better side of it, because I remember back when I was first getting into World of Warcraft when I was a kid, like, that shit was, like, crack to kid me. And I remember sometimes I would almost, like, fake being ill so I could stay home and play sometimes. Yep, I would do that, too. Like, I'd be like... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Dad, call the priest. I'm dying. <laughs> I need an exorcism stat. And he'd be like, "All right, champ. Just you know, don't." Cause like my dad's, my dad used to actually let me stay home all the time, just if I wanted to, just mm-hmm. as his way of like that. That was his parenting style. Funny enough, never had any negative repercussions because of it. But anyways, like his thing was always just like. If you go to school sick, and they send you home sick, I'll I'll only be mad then, because knowing because uh, the way my dad was was just like he he could be working in like the farthest corner of Connecticut for some odd fucking reason, and he would have to drive like two hours just to pick me up from school. Yeah, I'd because ha- I remember in elementary school both my parents worked in like Hartford and. Mm, yeah like at least 40 minutes away so and then yeah well i was just gonna circle that back with so that kind of transitioned into you're not feeling too well in the morning all right stay home you know but i'm not complaining about it i i definitely was addicted slightly to world of warcraft at least slightly <laughs> just just a little bit yeah. nothing too bad just you know. yeah yeah, I've. Yeah. It's definitely not my worst addiction. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know why well, I phrased it like that. Well, I said very, my addiction. I meant to say not the worst addiction that you could have. Say, I was like, that's that's very dark, but okay. Jeez. Um, Fuck, you heard it well, here, folks. First, folks, Rob with the Now for the Frying Pan Podcast is a crippling addiction to caffeine. Oh, gorge. gorge. But, um, 
while we're on the topic of games, the uh, this one, it's soccer. That's the game we're talking about. Oh, but, um, is that a game though? That seems more or less like a I don't know this word for a sport, maybe. And no, it's just still a game, probably. Sorry. Anyway, but um, I guess. There was in the Netherlands, there was a Dutch referee that accidentally scored a goal and then he just like let it count. He, just, he didn't call it back or just like, all right, do throw in here or whatever. He's just like, yeah, fuck it. That's a goal. We're going to let it be. I don't. Okay. Like, was his express purpose to score the goal? There was definite, like, there was definitely intent to him putting it in. Oh, wait, no, I I am watching this video right now. He threw his arm up. He wanted the ball passed back to him. Yeah, well, he he ran up and he actually kicked it. Yeah, he... He, did, like, he didn't get out of the way. And also, it wasn't like it went into the back of the net. It was like a goal line thing. And he just, it was like, oh, fuck it, no, that's in. That's in. <laughs> But he, I love I that he my... does a little jog away as well. He's just like, eh. he's like he's holding the ball, jogging away. He's like, all right, great goal, guys. I don't have anything to do with it. Is he like an ex soccer player? Maybe did he like did he get just accidentally kind of sucked up into the game? Well, I, that's how most refs are. Is they were once players in their time, See, and they, they just never made it to the pros. I wish I could read the freaking comments on this, but they're all in what I imagine is Dutch. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I was reading and I was like, mm, like that I would, doesn't make sense. Exactly. Like, I was reading these, I'm like, wow, these people can't fucking spell. Like, I'm yeah, it was like, like well, I can't fucking well, read. Well, in the 66th minute, do punt hook del ball gratte eren via. Leave a shine night net. Sorry, schneid. It's like, what? Yeah. Like I'm, huh. I'm not even being a racist. I'm just reading these words phonetically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it. De I feel like it definitely should have been a drop ball or anything of that nature. Because mm. I feel like that's just not fair. And if I was the player, I would be livid if right. a fucking referee tried to pull that shit. Let's look at some tweets from people saying it. This one guy at Blue Pants eighteen seventy eight said. It's not his job to get away. It's the player's job to put the ball in the right place. Not out of play to an appoint, appoint <clears throat> opponent or at the ref. The ref, however, has no business whatsoever being in the spot and narrowing the player's options to such a dangerous position. So it seems well, yeah, like people the... are hitting it from both sides. Well, that's the thing. is like It doesn't make any sense for him to be in that space right in front of the net <laughs> in a lane <laughs> where a player could be there to score. Mm-hmm. Like I understand you want you want to have like the best uh best point of view to see it, but right there where you're affecting the play to the point where someone else can't make an impact is not that's not it, Chief. That's not it. I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Could you imagine in like football if a ref just fucking blindsided somebody? You know, well normally it's the other way around. There's been times where like um say a wide receiver makes a catch and he's like cutting across field and the ref's there and he like knocks over the ref and then he falls down too Jeez. but could, I'm saying, like, could you imagine like a ref just fucking sprinting up on oh, a QB off of the snap and just fucking just destroying his life 
Uh, nope, yeah. I could not. I, I, I couldn't either, but honestly, it'd be funny as hell for some reason in my head. It's funny, because I don't know what it is. Um, Like, the types of body types you have for refs varies per sport. Like, um, football, you can be whatever. Uh, basketball, little fit. Soccer, very fit. But then you get to baseball. Mm-hmm. I, it's like a requirement is to not be in good shape. I feel like more or less, like, for baseball, just in general, I'm not, I don't, like, because you were saying, like, in soccer, you think uh, referees are primarily, like, soccer players that either didn't make it into the league, or they're retired, or shit like that, right? Yeah. But, I mean, in baseball, it's like, anyone can be a ref, you know? Like, you just need to know the rules of the game, you don't really need to move that much either. You know, because you're, no, you're standing in that one spot and you're just calling him safer out, you know? No, exactly. I just... I just like seeing the difference. You're saying, like, there's an express difference in baseball refs to, like, other ones? Yeah. Well, it's also, like, players. Like, baseball players, you can be in any shape you want. As long as you can hit the ball and run a little bit, you're good. Well... Hate to break it to baseball players and people that like baseball. It's, it's definitely not one of the most complex sports. Um, highly disagree. You really the think way, it's complex? The, the way that I have to use my wooden stick to hit the ball. Well, baseball's really run... technique heavy. After that, Wait. though, there's not much physical. Like, there, I'm saying, like, baseball is not necessarily wholly physical aptitude like soccer is. Whereas yeah, exactly. baseball is purely technique to almost a higher degree than anything else. Like I would say the only people that have to be like really fit in baseball are outfielders. But that's exactly. in my amateur opinion, of course. No, you're definitely right. I mean and probably like middle infield, but mm. it's just it's one of those things where um the higher level you get at something, the less easier it is for everyone to do it. Mm. Like, no one's going to be able to go out there and hit, like, a 90-mile-an-hour fastball or anything of that nature. Yeah. I always kind of wonder what it'd be like to, re- like, receive a pitch from, like, a MB- M- What the hell is NBA? MLB. MLB. There we go. But it doesn't sound right. MLB. I was I always... wondering if, like, if a pitcher from an MLB team was just to lob one at me, if I would even be able to, like gauge how fast I would need a swing just to start in general. I remember when I was 17 and still playing baseball, I went to like a camp over the summer up at UConn and they had one day they had a couple of the college players that were I don't know, like they were good pitchers. They had us pitch to the kids and they were like, alright, don't hold back. And they're, they're not throwing like 95, but they're throwing like upper 80s and even that was nuts was it like when you connected with it did it feel like heavier being that fast of a pitch um i wouldn't say heavier Mm. i don't know how i describe it it just felt like you just had to be more on your toes but like when you made contact it went faster off the bat and farther if you made good contact that must feel good as well then at the same time i guess that's true good baseball is kind of like one of those things where like if the pitcher does throw it really hard and you're able to connect that means it's gonna have a lot of energy to go for too i guess that's simple science that i never even really thought about 
It's all about inertia, man. It's all about yeah. inertia, bro. An object in motion stays in motion, bro. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, could you imagine if Einstein talked like a surfer, dude? It's lit! Like Einstein had a Travis Scott ad-libs. <laughs> Equals MC squared. Oh, whoa! <laughs> whoa! It's lit! The theory of, That's... uh, the, the gravity... Wait, I don't know what you're saying. Theory of gravity I think we should, time, I think, let's just, like let, let's just, let's just move on. Let's yeah, just... put a pin in it, kill it, skin it, yeah. hang it along. What do you got, Bobby? What, what do, do I got? got? What do I got? Well, you know, the Senate says fuck robocalls. I, you put this in the doc, and I just need... So, the Senate has voted to approve a bill that... Excuse me, creating a new carve-outs for the Federal Communications Commission to better combat the growing scourge of robocalls by overwhelming 71, 77, or 97 to 1 vote. So essentially what this is, is Senate saying, hey, robocalls suck, we all know they suck, and phone companies and the proper channels should be held accountable because... We as a nation acknowledge robocalls as a problem because they're usually they're they're almost a hundred percent out there with malicious intent. Can we pause really quick? Hmm? Who's the one fuck that voted for this? Uh, I mean, most likely it's probably just some guy that was getting lobbied or some shit. I don't know. The one dude that it's the one guy that's behind every robocall that's ever happened. Yeah, like that's. It's like no one likes robot. It's probably the one fuckhead that doesn't have a cell phone yet. True. Like, see, what's kind of cool about this? Like, it doesn't mean anything yet, just because it only passed in the Senate. It's still got to go through the rest of the proper channels. But, like, they say last year around forty-eight billion robocalls were placed in the U.S. alone. Oh my God, I'm sure I was a recipient for more than half of them. <laughs> See exactly that, and that's ex- pretty much their exact reasoning. Like I like, I like this article because it essentially it was just a quality of life update for our government. <laughs> just like, hey, don't worry, we're actually doing good stuff over there. Pretty, pretty much, it was just we don't really give much attention to that either, which is kind of why I'm like, what want to talk about a little bit? No, no, with that, um, from personal experience. I actually will not pick up the phone anymore if I don't recognize the number just because I'm so fucking sick of getting robocalls. Oh my god, so, I fucking so agree. Yeah, so you know like, I maybe had? I missed out on uh, my million dollar opportunity. Yeah, who knows, man? Could have been love your life calling. Yeah. You know what I fucking had? That one final I had to go in for to write that essay that I was telling you about the other week? Mm-hmm. I had two robocalls during that final, funny enough. Well, maybe, uh, did you pick him up, or? No, uh, no, I didn't pick him up. I was in the fucking, my t-shirt would have tucked my head off. Hey, <laughs> hello? Yeah, yeah, I can talk, I'm not busy. Yeah, yeah, I'm not busy whatsoever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, no, I'm just in this freaking idiot's class, you know, taking this dumbass test. It's clearly a waste of time, just to prove that I even attended the class. You know, listen to something like that. Um, this is probably the best thing I've heard from the Senate in a very long time, it feels. Uh, robocall is not my cup of tea. I just 
hate phone calls now because of it. Well, I mean, the thing about, like, robocalls that are even, like, worse is, like, there is no actual way. Like, I feel like there's no way to block the numbers anymore because they'll just call you from a new number. Call you from a new number and then they'll ask just the same thing. And I'm like, please, for the love of God, stop. <laughs> Sir, your auto insurance loan is expired. I need your social security to re-up it. Yeah. This is the IRS calling you are being evicted for tax evasion. Yeah. This is the student loan services. You qualify for student loan release. It's like, that would be nice, but at the same time, don't you dare fucking play with my heart like that. I also like that. Hi, you have qualified for a new credit card with zero interest. Mmm, yes. <laughs> we, we just need your social security and the blood of your firstborn. Yeah, and don't forget the ever-elusive robocall where you answer it and literally nothing is said on the other line. I had one that was actually really fucking creepy, which was, um, I got the phone call and then it was just breathing. Oh, jeez. That's, that's definitely creepy. I would say the weirdest I've had is I picked up, someone sneezed, and then they hung up. That wait, that is actually great. Yeah, it was literally just hello, Pachu, and then click. Like I was just so confused. <laughs> just like okay, but what if like that it was a robotic sneeze? Like that's just a recorded message, and they just like every <laughs> time they call you, they just play that. There's no intent behind it. Just to fuck with people, honestly. But again. Thank God. Yeah, fuck this is great. Calls. I'm happy. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, it's only passed in the Senate, so there's still more places to go. But I mean, it's it seems like it's pretty unlikely to not make it through, given the fact that the Senate was just like, yeah, fucking, let's get bread on it. Yeah, I mean, ni- ninety-seven to one is fairly convincing. Mm. One Mar- Marquis says, I'm not who exactly sure who they're referring to. I imagine it's a senator, but I don't. They don't say what state or. Oh, Ed Marquis. But I don't know exactly what his title is. He's a DMA, I think. Regardless, he says it's a daily deluge of calls that Americans experience. It's consumer protection. It's a consumer protection crisis. Consumers around the country face an epidemic of robocalls. See, I love when they use big words like that, and then you hit it with robocalls, and then it just doesn't feel as significant anymore. <laughs> it's an epidemic of robocalls. Yeah. So, I do love that. <laughs> but I also got to think, like, even it does, like, it's annoying to us, but you got to think, like, old people that don't know any better, this, it does get them. Mm. They do get scammed off it. Mm-hmm. Well, I also imagine, like, like I imagine it's kind of, like, area code based as well. Because mm-hmm. uh, they're pretty much, uh, I imagine a lot of places are either, like, they got their information from somewhere else where you gave your phone number or they're cold calling, right? So mm-hmm. I imagine, like, states with a higher population must have a lot more robocalls than, say, I, we do, right? At least I would imagine so. You know, see, I think it might be the opposite. Because, um... Smaller sample size, the more they can uh, just harp on the same people over and over again, I guess. I guess that's true. Uh, I know you said you don't answer the call, so I, I want to ask, but I ha- I always I have a strategy that I use whenever I answer the phone, like to robocalls if they're like, 
you're qualified for re-upping your mortgage on your house, or you qualified for a better going rate on your car loan. I always answer the phone, and I'm like, Hello? God. My parents don't let me have a car yet, sorry. And then hang up the phone. Yeah. Yeah. I remember remember one time... um, I'm saying I do that now. I do that now. No, I know. (laughs) But I was saying, uh, I remember back in the day when I was a kid, uh, I picked up one one time, and like no one was home, but I thought it was an actual thing because like they asked for my parents and I was like oh shit I gotta do my civil duty as a young man to protect the household and (laughs) deliver the message to my parents and I was like hey dad the IRS is looking for you and (laughs) he was like "Uh, son I I think I I think we're good I think we're fine (laughs) jeez but dad they sounded very serious on the phone yesterday you know I I actually had a similar story when I was a kid it's a little little (laughs) It's a little different, but I'm gonna tell. It. It's kind of way off topic, but you know, you you know who Jehovah Witnesses are. I feel like I've oh, told yeah. you the story. Hell, I might have even might. said it on the podcast already, but screw it, I'm saying it anyways. Cause they were, I answered the door and two men in suits were there, and to like probably ten year old me, if you're in a suit, you're instantly more qualified to know about what I should be doing than I. I, I can get behind that. So when they were like, hi, where's so-and-so? Are your parents here? And I'm like, oh, yeah, my dad's upstairs. Hold on. Would you like to come in? Because, like, I thought they were oh, so no. important people. And my dad walks downstairs, and he just sees these guys sitting on the couch. And he gives me this look of, like, pure, like, what the fuck did you just do to me? And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to go back and play some Xbox. But, you know, I didn't. I went and hung out in the stairs and listened to the conversation. And I heard my dad just, like, trying to be casually just like, Oh, no, we're not interested. But they kept falling back to the... But the kid answered the door, so while we're here... And I was just like, oh, no. My dad's gonna murk me later. Imagine, as an adult, trying to pin something on the adult's kid to guilt trip them into, like... (laughs) It's uh, it's so scummy. It, I, I, you know, if you're a Jehovah Witness, hey, good for you, but I hate Jehovah Witnesses so much. I also hate Jehovah Because Witnesses. ever since then, at my old house, like, even to, even to the people that moved in, because we were stopping back in because there was some shit in the backyard that we completely forgot existed, and we asked, they still come regularly to the house because the one time that they were let inside okay. to try and convert. They're like so relentless. No, they don't give up. The Jehovah Witnesses are fucking relentless. Hey, I mean, I, gr- granted, if that's their job, that's a hard as hell job to deal with. Well, I had one one time where they were like patrolling around my neighborhood when I lived at home, and I had to go to work. Yeah, honestly, and they were going like house to house, and they were um at the house next to me, and they were coming out of the driveway, and they like almost ran in front of my car to try and stop me. I had to fucking like swerve around like I don't I don't fucking care leave me alone I gotta be pla- I gotta go I gotta go places <laughs> they stood behind your car in front of you should just be like okay threw it in park rev the engine if you don't move you're getting fucking fucked <laughs> or they like they have superhuman strength they just grab my bumper and like pull me back and like 
Excuse me, sir, do you have a moment to talk about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Yeah, still in, like, the normal voice. Yeah, hi, sir, you can't go anywhere. And the guy's holding on to your hood, like, with each arm on each side, just holding you down. You hear your tire what? spinning. Sir, do you have a moment? Would you like to talk about our Lord and Savior? And I'm like, I, I think I'm fucking looking at him. <laughs> Jesus. Jeez. <laughs> that was actually really... <laughs> I'm sorry. I think I'm fucking looking at him. That was really funny to me. I don't know why. I try, I try my best. That was that was a good one, Dan. That was a good one. That Thank you. Good. I did my best. That was a good one. Um, Segway into different other... different news, though. Hey, so hey. apparently, U.S. birth rates have fell to a 32 year low in 2018. The CDC says. Good. It says birth rate is in a record slump. The fourth consecutive year of birth decline. People won't make plans to have babies unless they're optimistic about the future, and that's a fact. I honestly, I think that's good. Well, um, it's kind of okay. So here, it's it, it's good and it's bad because there is a lot of infrastructure that kind of revolves around there being like the population still increasing. Like, it's one thing if it's decreased, like, we're not decreasing to the point where it's, like, we're going to fall apart as a nation. But at the same time, like, okay, so Japan has been having problems with birth rates for a really long time. It's mm -hmm. getting to a point where some, like, districts and even in high population uh, places like Tokyo, they're just opening their their elementary schools to just uneducated older people at this point because they just don't have kids to teach you know, they're not, there's not enough, essentially. Yeah. So, I like, mean, that kind of depopulation is not necessarily the best. Like, it's good because we're not overpopulating the Earth, but it's bad at the same time because it's kind of, like, undercutting some very baseline infrastructure. No, like, I, I understand it, and I obviously I get why it's a bad thing, but I also get why people are afraid to have kids in this day and age. Completely agree with you. Who the hell wants to bring a little monster into this world without any form of financial security? Yeah, it's also, there is there is so much just no security and no, um, like, set-in-stone path that we're on in the future, so it's very alarming to mm. pop out a kid and just have no idea what life's going to be like in 10 years for him. Exactly. Actually... In my uh, sociology class last semester, going back to my 101 knowledge, so don't quote me, and honestly, if you feel like believing me, just do it anyways. I'm always right, or I'm always wrong, depending on who you mm. ask. Anyways, they always, they, it's like kind of like a common saying. If you look at a country and the birth rates are high, you can tell people are happy to live there, and they're, they want to keep, like, they, kind of like you said, like, the security's there, they know it's there. But if you look at the trend for our country, that's showing that, like, we as a nation are very tentative of what's going on. No one wants to start, like, start a family and throw them into, you know, abject poverty because they can't support the family member that they thought they could, you know? Exactly. Oh um, yeah, like, like you were saying earlier, though, um, it, I don't know, it's just, it's kind of scary how uh, scared we are as a nation. Well, it's just we're just so uncertain as a nation. I feel like it's there's just so much uncertainty now. You never know. You don't know where we're going politically. We don't know where we're going socially. You know, there's things changing that that shouldn't be changing. There's things changing that should be changing, and there's things that sh aren't changing that should be changing. 
we're just in a very weird state. Like, we're, it's almost like an interlude point because we're, like, behind the times and ahead of the times on so many different things. It's just, like you said, confusing. Yeah. Um, well, one thing that's good about this is people are starting to realize that um, sex is bad. Uh, don't have sex it can kill you um studies show that are we promoting you know. abstinence we... i guess i i don't know do we just, is, I... do we have a republicans uh sponsor now no i was trying to buy time because i was trying to think of the movie where um they say like uh don't have sex or you'll die you know i'm sorry it might have been mean girls i don't remember oh but... don't don't have sex or you'll Fuck! Oh, now I'm mad because I don't know when that's coming through. I wonder if Steven can take that one up. Yeah, Steven, you want to give that a look real quick here? I'll buy you some time, Steve. Um, 32 year of slump 2018. It's just... I don't know. I get it. I, I understand. We say, I'll say it again. I get it. I understand. Uh, I don't... I personally wouldn't want to raise a kid in this day and age, and I know a lot of people are on board with that notion. Um, it doesn't seem to affect older people because they're just set in stone with... Uh, I need grandkids, and if you don't give me grandkids, I'm going to die sad and miserable, and that's on your conscience. And me as a millennial, I don't want that, personally. <laughs> but, um... Uh, Steven I, actually was able to find it. Oh, yeah? Um, quote, one of the quotes being, don't have sex because you'll get pregnant and die. Don't have sex in the missionary position. Don't have sex standing up. Just don't do it, okay? Promise. Okay, now everyone take some rubbers. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, what movie is that from? Mean Girls. You were 100% correct. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah, I, I'm actually very impressed that you were able to remember that. God, uh, Mean like, Girls. I'm that, awake. Was, that was a movie. I'm a, I'm a white girl at heart. It's, you know, these things. You know, the last time I watched that was in 10th grade English because apparently Mean Girls is uh, draws symbolism from Julius Caesar. <laughs> yeah, I, I did know that. <laughs> Like I, I would. That was the. I think that was the first and only time I saw that movie, and the whole time I was thinking, like, how the fuck is this relevant? Because I knew at the end of the movie I was gonna get assigned an essay on drawing the similarities between Mean Girls and Julius Caesar, and I think yeah, that you're... was the worst grade of my high school career because I just did not grasp it whatsoever. Well, it was like um, they had. Both of them had groups, uh, both of them had a leader, and the leader got turned on by the others. I mean, yeah, but still. <laughs> I mean, uh, in Mean Girls, she didn't get stabbed by all of her friends a thousand times, but, all right, you yeah, know, Caesar did. Well, Caesar, yeah. Yeah. Uh, bottom line, uh, sex is scary. Uh, try and pump out kids when you feel confident that... The um, the world is good for them, I guess. Yeah, you can make a good world for God, them. God, I hate when people say it like that. Pump out kids. It sounds so gross. It is gross. I will agree. Uh, alrighty. Alrighty, um, alright. Is there anything is there else anything you'd like else? to talk about? Um, honestly, no. I'm I'm pretty set. Let's see. Is there any articles that I linked that I forgot to mention? Oh, actually, okay. So a little, a little quick uplifting news for you guys before we head out. So Colorado has, of course, been the fourth runner on a lot of very 
some controversial and some other not so controversial uh topics and legaliz legalizations and stuff like that like as you know they were the first to like legalize recreational marijuana use now they've legalized or decriminalized recreational magic mushroom use but now colorado being the homey nation that it is has put a cap on the price of insulin under this under the signed bill of the governor this week Diabetics will pay no more than a hundred dollars a month for insulin in the state of Colorado. That's very cool, actually. Yeah, it's it's really uplifting. They're the first state, I believe, in the U.S. to even put regulations on the cost of insulin. And it, I feel like this is like the steps that we have to take to like make big pharmaceuticals, big pharma, essentially, just not have as much power as they do. Yeah. That's a whole other uh, debacle that, that. Oh yeah, it's a little, little too much that I don't want to get into. But yeah, yeah. pharmaceuticals have such a throttle on uh, pricings that are absolute bullshit. Hmm. Well, uh, another reason why I think it was really cool is just because Colorado is like one of the few states right now that's really just been exercising their rights as a state to do to pass legislation on their own. And more yeah. often than not, it's positive shit like this. They're not taking away abortion rights. They're being proactive. Yeah, I was going to say they've been very proactive and progressive with what they've been um, mm. pushing through and what they've been wanting to make legal. At least all the headlines I've seen that is. I'm sure there could be some negatives out there. I don't live anywhere near Colorado, so all I see really is the positives. But No, I mean, thankfully Colorado is not um, elite, illegalizing abortion, so I haven't heard that one yet, thankfully. God, could you imagine if they did, but at the same time, we're just like, hey, by the way, cocaine's illegal, though. And then you have the cokehead with a child on the way, just, this is the biggest decision I've ever had to make in my life. Actually, there's an interesting science behind, like, quote, quote, crack babies, because that's, that, that's, it's actually a lack of a better term, that's what, that's what a lot of people call them, there's just not a lot of terms for those unfortunate children. Yeah, that's a very it. It's definitely it's aggressive. Yeah, I think it's is the word. It's definitely aggressive. It's definitely aggressive. And on that semi uplifting, semi also doubting, but mostly uplifting news because insulin is not so expensive. You'll die from diabetes anymore in Colorado. Exactly. I will leave you guys there. Do you have anything else you want to say, Daniel? Uh, not much. No, I think we're good. Alrighty, folks, that has been the Frying Pan Podcast, episode 30. For Thank you for turning, to turning in. Tuning in, as always, we do appreciate it. And as always, we have social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram. The handle for both of those is the Frying Pan Pod. And we also have a email where you can send us over any form of business inquiries, comments, or concerns. If you just want to talk, if you want to chat. Hell, if you just want to send up some memes, you can DM us over on Instagram or Twitter or those. But besides that, we have that email, which is in the pan podcast at gmail.com. And if you're listening to us right now, you're either on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, or YouTube. So thank you for listening on all of those. We really do appreciate it. If you could leave a like, a comment, starring, something like that, it would really help us out. And any form of constructive criticism always helps. As I always say, we do this to get better, and we can't necessarily get as good as we can be without hearing from the people that hear us, so we would appreciate it.
And for the last time from me, this has been the Frying Pan Podcast. Have a great rest of your week, folks. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in. I've been Robert D'Onofrio. It's me, Robert D'Onofrio, as well. We've been Robert D'Onofrio. Go easy. Stay cool out there, because it's getting hot. And just have a nice, chill rest of your... uh, Rest of your week and day. Uh, Don't vote, eat trash, do drugs, get cash, eat ass, die fast. Hell yeah, baby. Let's go. Let's get bread. Fucking motto. (laughs) It's the motto. Jeez. I just realized I left the Discord call.